0: God says, when the troubles come, he said, fight. You can't fight, he said, withstand. You can't withstand, he said, stand. What does it mean to stand? He said, don't change. What, don't change what? Number one, don't change what you believe. Here, we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible. I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book and I, I love the Bible. doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it just like it is we are not ashamed of being fundamental baptists and we want to encourage others to remain true to the bible their baptist heritage and to not change what they have been given you just stick with the book you can't beat this book yeah. why does every generation feel that we got to change it just a little bit because our daddy did his eyes and our granddaddy did like that. let's change it just a little bit you change it and things that are different are not the same, the same, commit thou to faithful men. Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a Fundamental Baptist.
1: Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. We're glad that you're here, and uh, I am super excited today. I've got a an old friend. Uh, do you like it when people say that with the Kingsbury? Well, when you get seventy, you don't you don't mind. You don't <laughs> I'm, mind. I'm so, just uh, about ready for my three score and ten, June twenty eighth, and there you
0: uh, go. so
1: it's it's all right. A long time friend, <laughs> good, good. long time friend. It Season. is um, 25 plus years with Brother oh, yeah. Kingsbury with Reformers Unanimous. And you guys know a little of the little background. I just spent one night in jail 35 years ago, getting out of the army, running from God, that gave me a heart to help guys. So started in the jail ministry. And then uh, when I found Reformers Unanimous, we started one right away and been at dozens of national conferences and just love Brother Kingsbury, love his heart, his passion, his care uh, for people. And uh, sometimes you don't see that. That. Sometimes it becomes more more of a profession than it is the care and love that uh, we have. So I'm excited to have Dr. Kingsbury uh, on our podcast and uh, talk about him, his background. And then we have something very exciting that we're working on together and looking forward to launching that. So uh, Dr. Kingsbury, tell us first, um, just in the beginning, salvation, how you got saved, when you got saved, uh, then your call to ministry and, and the beginning of what God's called you to do. Ah. Hey, thank you, Brother Baker, for having me on this podcast with you. I, I'm very, very grateful and appreciate your your uh, ministries and your personal uh, your personal assistance in my own life. And uh, well, as I mentioned, I'm I, I'm just about ready to turn 70 years of age. So I was born in 1953, <laughs> and uh, it's hard to believe time really does go by so quickly. And uh, one is southwestern Michigan, little town, well, maybe 100,000 people, Kalamazoo, uh, southwestern Michigan, and thankful, I'm thankful uh, for two Nazarene soul winners that came by my mother's home when she was uh, in her late teens, early 20s, World War II was on and these these men were going door to door, they led her parents to Christ wow <laughs> and, uh, and they didn't lose their salvation <laughs> and uh she got she got saved then married my dad now she was a young believer not disciple she married my dad who was not saved and uh, he'd just come back from the war and uh, then they settled in built a built her a little house there in uh portage michigan outside of kalamazoo and uh, then my mom started attending church. My dad got saved. So when, by the time I was born in 1953, my dad was a young Christian and I had the privilege of growing up in that Christ-centered home. Amen. And they loved the Lord. They loved each other. My dad was a great provider. I have an older sister and a younger sister and a younger brother. Mom and dad, of course, have been with the Lord now for many, many years. And it wasn't long before... Uh, I was in church there with them uh, right from the very beginning. All the services, Bethel Baptist Church. My four of my great heroes in life uh, are my pastors. Uh, Dr. Nicholas Weaves was uh, my pastor, then uh, Dr. Mark Jackson, then Arwin Reich, and then James Alley. And those wow. are the four men. And now, now I've got a fifth one. Now that I'm not pastoring uh, any longer, I'm uh, I've really got two pastors. I've got Dr. Uh, Dr. Baker a <laughs> Family Baptist. And a part of their ministry there. And that's really the what we're going to talk a little bit about today, Restoration Care Ministries. But I also remember here at uh, Faith Baptist Church in Belvedere, Pastor Jeremy Weary, a very Amen. godly man, loves the Lord. And uh, Diane and I served there. We were out on soul winning last night with them. And when I'm in town, which is about oh, half the time uh, here in Rockford, I'm with them. Well, uh, five years of age on a Sunday night, uh, the pastor preached on hell. Wow. And I went, we went home from church and I said to my dad and mom, I said, I I don't want to go to hell. And uh, that night, about by my bed there at our home and received Christ as my personal savior. Beautiful. Baptized when I was nine years of age. uh, But uh, unbeknownst to me, the girl that I met in the nursery, one of the girls I met in the nursery at Bethel Baptist Church, ended up becoming my sweetheart and then my bride and so Diane and I grew up together. Our church was a church planting church in 1969. They started a church. Uh, Bethel was, you know, at that time, a huge church, 2,000 members, uh, very active bus ministry, uh, good soul winning church, uh, wonderful blessing to grow up there. My mom and dad were profoundly influenced by the sword of the Lord, Hmm. and uh, Dr. John Rice, even though we were a garb church, uh, they just, they went to the sword conferences, and and, uh, the sword ranch, and that really became a part of the DNA of our lives. So, they want wanted me to go off to a conservative Bible college, and and uh, so my parents sent me to Maranatha, and my wife's parents. That was before we were married. They to keep us apart. They sent her to Tennessee Temple. But we, but we did get to <laughs> slow this 19... thing down. So, yeah. by the way, um, Garb, I know what that means, but just for people that don't, when you say a Garb at church, what is that? General Association of Regular Baptist Churches. Yep. and I thank the Lord for the good doctrine and 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 really the indoctrination. It was good, beautiful, good, good ministry for us. But you know, John Rice was an independent Baptist, and it's through him that I you know met Brother Hiles and and uh, Lee Robertson and all a lot of men that I would not have met in those in those other circles. And in reality, you know, I look back and I can see how God used a variety of people in my life. You know, Vance Havner said it's a wonderful day. In life, when you realize that God uses people with whom you disagree. Absolutely. You know, and really that's going to be a part of this restoration care that we're starting, Brother Baker. There'll be people absolutely you know, have different points of view on different uh, areas. But I can remember the days when uh, John Rice, Jack Hiles, Bob Jones, uh, Jack Van Impey, they all preached. They didn't go to conference. We'd hear all these guys together. And, you know, wow. <laughs> they, they were different, but I, I look at how they invested in my life and it's priceless. It's absolutely mm-hmm. priceless. Well, when I went off to Bible college, I knew I didn't it's want amazing. to. It's amazing. I was just going to ask on that. You and go. I don't know that we can ever get back to that, but sometime I'd love to have you on just to talk about Independent Baptist, future, background, history, what you saw, um, direction, where you see things going. And not for this podcast, because we have a purpose on it but um just what you saw and being able to work together even when you disagree it seems like that's very hard for people to do today instead of realizing okay we agree on 90 or 95 percent of everything and the major things we agree on we can work together and we disagree on some things and my joke is always when we get to heaven we'll probably find out we were both wrong (laughs) why why, uh fight and separate on that believe what you believe uh but being able to serve the lord together when you still disagree on some. Yeah. things seems like we've lost some of that but um go ahead so Bible college and uh and then well, i was introduced uh i was introduced to a church right here in rockford illinois and uh started coming down on weekends the preacher asked me to come and he said i'll put i'll put a uh, gas gas in your car so i drove my old 62 buick down to rockford illinois to north love baptist church it became my home in 1972 wow and uh and I stayed there until um, I retired from pastoring two years ago. And uh, the uh, so it was a place I eventually became the youth pastor. Did that for eight years. Then the senior pastor for thirty-nine years, and had an incredible time. That's <laughs> amazing. Was, uh, uh, so know, many years, the same place, but the house would always tell us just go somewhere and stay. And uh, yeah, there'll be problems, but you move somewhere else. There'll be problems too, just to go there and stay and uh, mm-hmm. that many years to be there. Boy, what a blessing. So how many uh, times did your teenagers, you end up helping their children and even their grandchildren through the years, right? Yeah. Well, in a lot of weddings, in fact, we just, just even, even today uh, heard from one of our children this morning that, uh, you know, a, a couple that you know came to Christ through the ministries there and I did their wedding and and uh the the husband actually suddenly passed away of a heart attack uh yesterday 56 years of age wow but uh
0: you know you that's young that's very young.
1: And, yeah no I'm very young that's my thousands age and thousands <laughs> of people uh mm. have come through our lives and Diane and I consider it an incredible amen uh, what an, an incredible privilege and so before uh, we um Before we get into, I want to get into Reformers Unanimous and uh, how that got started and things, but uh, just quickly before, We Love Family, and so tell us about your family, your children, your double family, uh, what God did for you there, and I think that's a beautiful thing, and I love seeing you and your wife together, you guys to be together that many years and still sweet on each other and kind and love and respect and understanding that, boy, this ministry is is serving the Lord together with family. Um, You guys are a great model and example of that. Thank you. Well, and we are, we're best, we're the very best of friends. And if God allows you to live to that point in life where he'll remove some of those burdens that come to just go along with shepherding a flock, uh, you'll, you'll find that when your wife is your best friend, yeah. it, it becomes the sweetest time. And then of course we have childcare for our handicapped daughter. And so Diane can travel with me. We've already been this year to numerous places and, and uh, around the country and, and around the world as God opens Amen. doors for us. Well, a little bit of the family, uh, Dine and I uh, love children. And uh, in fact, it's funny. She told me when I asked her to marry me, she said, I need to tell you something. Uh, the doctors uh, tell me I can't have children. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, obviously the doctors were wrong because then first came Jason and then Joel and then Joy and then Julie and then Jenny and then Janelle and then Jody and then Justin and, uh, in the midst of that, Diane's brother, 19, uh, oh boy, 1996 died. He died. Uh, Dave, Dave was his name and still his name. He's with the Lord now. Dave and I were best friends growing up. And Diane's brother, man, love the Lord, served the Lord. Diane's Dutch comes out of great Dutch, uh, heritage, three generations, now five, six generations. And, uh, Lots of, you know, her cousins and all them, a lot of them had large families like ours. Uh, We had eight children. And then Diane actually had two, two that she, uh, you know, sent on to heaven for somebody else, I think, to raise there. So we, uh, but in 1996, her brother David died. He had colon cancer and uh, it runs in the family. In fact, that's another miracle that uh, comes a little, really, was a part of my retirement was uh, Diane's diagnosis with colon cancer. And um uh, but Dave uh Dave was a pastor in Michigan and the church all you know just collapsed. it was a new church plan and it just but he and his wife Mary have four children and uh, wonderful children. And of all things two maybe three weeks before he died he he called me on the phone he was on oxygen by then and he left a remember the answering machines in uh, 1996 and said Paul, you better come to Sparrow Hospital in in uh we had seen Michigan right away. Mary, I think had, they think she had a had a um, nervous breakdown. She woke up this morning can't speak. Well, by the time Diane and I got to Sparrow that night, uh, they had determined that she had brain cancer. Wow. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. They and they, they said to us, "Would you would you help with our kids? You know, just John and Josh and Elizabeth and jo- Joey, Just just sweet just kids that." but boy, mom and dad love the Lord, love their family. It's that in itself. It's just, uh, mm. it's a whole history of God's grace and wow. really responding to the challenges that uh, God allows in our lives. Well, both dad, dad died and then mom died two years later and the, their kids blended in with ours. And so, so it was like, how many, um, how many children did they have? I mean, they had four. So that, make, that gave us wow. 12. Wow. Amazing. You know, Jason, our, you know, Jason was our oldest and he was already on his way out of the house and John was in college and Joey uh Josh went off to college and uh so <clears throat> but summertime we had we had we had a, a big and, and God gave us a big house my wife was into all this of how to build houses and everything her dad was real good at that so she uh we had a nice beautiful house in the in the country and raised the kids there and had an absolute blast. Amen, and still enjoying. Now we're enjoying all these grandchildren. And how many grandchildren and, so far? Well, uh, our biological kids are 19 of them. Wow! And uh, so That's it's amazing. And by the way, what a what a confidence for. Someone to say, Would you please raise our children? What a, well, mm-hmm. there's no better compliment you can ever give someone than that. I know at the time when we were younger and our kids were younger, we counted it up. I think we had 40 or 50 children, parents that said, Hey, if we pass away, you're in uh, our will. Uh, you get our kids. And we're like, Oh boy, you really pray for those families, dear yeah. God, please yeah. help them to you, them. you pray that there'll be no catastrophes. <laughs> Absolutely. We <laughs> kind not know of what to do. Catastrophe taken. Home. What a compliment. Well, you know, you, that you, somebody, you, somebody well, would I mean, want you to I mean, raise their kids so that's beautiful yeah. so going forward in yeah. ministry obviously we connected through reformers unanimous so tell us yeah. about that how did that right. get started your heart oh, and care this, for helping people that struggle with that yeah oh again this is you know now my only experience i know you know you were jailbird and all that sort of stuff well <laughs> mine was i went to the jail i went to there to preach <laughs> when i was, a kid, when, I was a, when i first started preaching but uh how old did you first um, go? 16, 16. 16 when I was called to preach and surrendered my life. And preacher found out about it. And, uh, and he announced to the church that I was preaching at the... I announced to my, my parents first. <laughs> Paul's preaching at the uh, nursing home this coming... Or the rescue, uh, rescue mission this week. And I didn't... Of course, I didn't know it and didn't want to. But I was really taught to obey your pastor and obey your parents. And? If you listen to their advice and it's not against the Bible, you're going to do okay. And honestly, right. Dave, that's what that's really was a pattern of my wife's life and my growing up. And uh, it's, it's, it's true. It's biblical. Amen. God leads through authority and uh, just a a wonderful side note (laughs) for. Absolutely. But when I started at North love, uh, some two of the dear ladies in the church, they were out on visitation one Saturday and uh, they stopped by a house, knocked on the door and it happened to be Mrs. uh, Mrs currington lord uh mrs uh, carol currington and uh they uh there's one of their sons steve uh the mom mom got saved uh the, the children started coming to church to sunday school to the junior church i was 18 steve was five and uh you know thereabouts and little did either of us know that we would become good friends and i had the privilege of being his youth pastor and um uh, But at 18 years of age, there was a little turmoil there. I'd moved out of being a youth pastor. We didn't have a a youth pastor at the time. And it was a a strenuous time in his life, too. Steve had learned a lot about God. But that personal relationship with the Lord uh, that so many people miss. In fact, a large majority of Christian people, they just don't. And because they don't have that heart for God, that love for him, and that love relationship with Jesus Christ, they, they miss out on, well, And so the temptations, he got out of high school was called to preach and on his way to Bible college, but wanted to stay out one semester and parents said, no, don't do it. We said, don't do it. But he stayed out, met some bad, you know, bad people and showed up 10 years later, you know, uh, almost having died in an automobile incident. His life was featured on, on Shackled and Great Testimony, but at 28 years of age, he showed up at church and said, please help. And so we, we At the time, I was studying the spirit-filled Christian life, and uh, evangelist uh, John Van Gelderen had been at our church and had a, just a strong impact on many of us And this, you know, and if you're filled with the spirit, you're filled with love and joy and peace and gentleness and Amen. faith, all these things that just make life work, you know, <laughs> and, and if you're not filled with the spirit, man, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it's the reason, that's why we get defeated. So it's a relationship. It's not about rules, regulations. It's it's a relationship with Jesus. And Steve and I met together a lot. And we, over the next three years, uh, two, two and a half years, yeah, God then gave him a burden to start an addictions program. And and uh, so we started a little room. I said, all right, you can have a room. And they wanted to meet on Friday night when, at our culture, most addicts get paid or if they're functioning addicts, you know, they're working well. Long story short, brother, just that just ev- and evolved is it's probably a bad word, but but God God grew it. You know, one then two, then five, then ten, and then other people said, "Hey, what's going on there?" And and <clears throat> it was twenty. It turned into twenty five years of just incredible uh, opportunity, and it still continues. Amen. And I'm very very thankful for that just like everything you know life has its challenges its ups and downs we might we all make mistakes and things we wish we'd done differently but i'll tell you what god has used this now in uh, in my life and and uh, i got got to see the transformation of many many lives and it wasn't just an outreach of people that were unsaved although that reached thousands and thousands here in rockford and in various other places people who'd never come to church or you know, they, they're just right. not interested. But when they have an addiction, or they have a family member with it, with an addiction, then it gives them a keen interest. Of course, you found it there at your churches, and and many others have. Amen. So then, Steve suddenly went home to go with the Lord. Had a I had a heart attack, and, and uh, but God just uh, continued, and all just real capable people came alongside and helped, like Aaron and her, and I'll uh, be eternally indebted. Amen to to these men and women that that were helpful, but it really introduced me then to uh, this matter of restoration Mm. and uh, Galatians six, and really trying to help people instead of just writing them off when they stumble, when they fall. Wow. Wow. it's a big deal. Before we go into that, just want to uh, just the height of reforms. Unanimous. How many chapters uh, were started? How many countries? Uh, how many churches? Uh, do you know any numbers? You no, know, You know, we know of about three thousand. Wow. But what happened? And and it's and it's still happening. And it's okay uh, that you know somebody will take the idea and they'll take even the material and and <laughs> uh, then they'll just run with it. And we will we won't know who they are. Right. But uh, I've seen uh, offshoots of it and, and, and still see them, it. And it's a beautiful thing. I don't have any. I, I'm glad for somebody that's trying to help people. It's to, all for the Lord. And saved and then serve the yep. Lord with their lives and, and enjoy, enjoy the Christian life the way it was designed Amen. to be lived. Amen. And so I, don't know, I was in 30 some countries in behalf of RU. In fact, I'm, uh, I'm still I'll be in the Philippines this fall and, and actually next year. And that was one of our most fruitful fields when I mean, yeah. uh, President Duterte was elected. The brethren called and said, "Would you come and help us?" And whoa! And then Filipinos are going all over the world. Yeah. You know, they're bivocational most of them, yeah. but they take their they take their Christianity and they go to another country. And I would guess, uh, Pastor, that not seven days goes by uh, that I don't hear from somebody that and their story. Uh yes of hey, I just wanted to let you know what's going on. And and that's and that's really with living in quite quite uh honestly quite a, a bit of obscurity. Yeah. because it's not as if I'm on and I'm not seeking any limelight. Sure. That's, sure. I just want that's to amazing. help people to know Christ. Imagine how heaven's gonna be hearing all these stories. <laughs> They, we had no idea while we were here, people that we helped, that they helped, that they helped, and it just kept on going. So uh, as we get into this last part of it, um, what's next? What's the future? What has God called you to do? Um, uh, tell us about this uh, new ministry that God is uh, raising up to hopefully help a whole lot of people. After I retired from pastoring and we found out you know, Diana had uh, colon cancer surgery and came through it just stellar. <laughs> And then I had I had prostate surgery, had my uh, that removed, and it was just full of cancer. And um, you know what? What we were now that this took about three or four months after I retired from uh, pastoring. And don't take retirement in a bad way either. I I guess it's probably a bad word uh, in some people's minds, but I just realized that it was it was time. Amen. Uh, I I couldn't. I needed a, a, a new chapter, a different direction. And, and God's been so gracious and, and good. And what he did is <clears throat> through through you, actually, and your encouragement and uh, Brother Dave Hiles, with uh, two men that reached out to me and said, listen, I, you, it's got to be tough. And uh, why don't you come on down for some fellowship? Or let us? And then, of course, through you guys, then I'm a, a businessman, uh, a, a couple of them particularly, and uh, really, one specifically that said, "You know what? Uh, I'll I'll throw some money at this if you'll try and do do what you did at those those homes there, trying to help people restore a right relationship with the Lord. But let's take it to a different um, in a different avenue. Let's let's go online. Now, I am not a you know tech guy. Of course, I'm not telling you anything new. I'm learning. You're doing but, well. You know, but it has been amazing and exciting now to develop a ministry of coaching, series of lessons straight from the Bible, Bible teachers, and, and you know, human, human beings, frail human beings, but a perspective providing biblical solutions for problems that we're all facing. Uh, you just look around at the culture. Our culture is true. Is in desperate need of biblical interest. What do you tell parents raising their children? Well, I discovered you've got this incredible course. (laughs) Why why doesn't everybody, let's get that. And you had a venue already. You know, you had a ministry. We thought, well, let's see if we can open this up. So hence, Restoration Care Ministries, I think it's called .com. And we're starting out with a group of uh, lessons just launching what tomorrow Thirteen uh, series of of lessons in various areas, uh, various subjects, and with the idea that we're going to have more authors, men and women, with expertise and experience in in the various uh, areas of life where they found biblical answers and uh, practical biblical teaching on these subjects. So, uh, and I I believe God's going to use this in a in an awesome uh, uh, awesome Amen. way. Well, you talked about you know the the first title restoration care ministries so we're called a minister we're called to serve uh, and the care to be able to help people you mentioned galatians 6 1 talk about the philosophy of restoration when somebody sins when somebody messes up when someone's overtaken in a fault what are we supposed to do what is our job as christians sure well you know there in galatians chapter number five you see the contrast the spirit-filled life; these people are filled with love and joy and peace and joy. Doesn't mean they don't have problems. They have pressures and problems, but you know, if you don't get that, then your life is filled with bitterness and anger and frustration. And you know, it's it's about relationships. Your relationships. You can't develop relationships properly. And so, what happens to these people? Well, they they're what the Bible calls overtaken in a fall. Right. Galatians six one, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fall, and you know, all of the churches, read read about the church at Galatians. They had a lot of issues there. So did Ephesus, though, and so did Philippi, and so did, right. so did Corinth. Why? Absolutely. Because they're human beings. And human beings make mistakes, and they make conscious choices of rebellion and rejection right. against God. But as long as there's breath, there's hope. There's hope for restoration. Now, some some you know consequences are irreversible, yes. but not our relationship with the Lord. We can come back and develop, have God develop in us a a joy that and I and I saw this. I, you know, all the times that we had men's and ladies' homes here in Rockford, we always had preachers here. Uh, missionaries we had people, yep. their lives were broken. and Well, and some of them, you know, some of them, they weren't broken when they came. They were just bitter. (laughs) But God wanted to break them and bring them to a place of repentance and faith. And and to see that and then to see them turn around and serve the Lord with their lives, (laughs) it's just, that's what gave me a heart for this. I thought, you know what, this stuff. its And that's what Galatians 6 is all about. And, of course, the Bible is a restoration book. Absolutely. Night. Aren't you glad Jesus came looking for Adam and Eve? <laughs> think, think about it. He could have yeah. said, oh yeah. Like, like I've heard people say, well, they made their bed. Let them lie in it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad Jesus didn't say that. Amen. And they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have sought him. They were hiding from him, but Jesus sought them. Let's, let's seek them also. Absolutely. Let's try to be there to help them. And so that's really love, the behind uh, restoration care ministries. It is. I I love that you said, boy, if you're still breathing. God loves you. God cares about you. I don't know how many times I've told the guys in the jail, and I've dealt with guys that you name it, they've done it, and they feel like life's over, and I said, look, as long as your heart's still beating and there's air in your lungs, then God's not done with you. You'll know God's done with you when you're dead, but until (laughs) then, God has a purpose. God has a plan. Get back up. It just falls seven times. It rises again. God's got a purpose for you and a purpose for your life. I've talked to murderers that we're not going to get out of prison, and so led them to Christ, taught them how to be a soul winner. They're in prison, leading people of Christ, now they'll probably have more rewards in heaven than the Pharisee because they're serving the Lord, even though they took you. someone's life. Um, and I love it that verse to restore in the spirit of meekness, um, not judgment, not haughty, not put down, not you should know better. How dare you! I can't believe you did that. Well, that's not the heart of God. They're not Mm -hmm. a part of Jesus. When he went to Peter after he cursed, swore, denied Christ, quit the ministry, went fishing, even after the resurrection, you look at Jesus' heart, care, and compassion. It is in that spirit of meekness. And uh, and to be honest, uh, you wonder why there's not a lot of people trying to restore. There's not a lot of spiritual people because it says you which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. So I love that. I know that's been your heart and passion. Anytime I've ever heard you speak, you can tell uh, really Kingsbury loves people and, um, and doesn't give up on them, and, on them even when they, um, let's say, maybe like, would steal your car, you know? <laughs> so uh, how many vehicles uh, have you oh, or as a ministry had stolen up there? I don't know. It, Well, se- several, but they, they robbed me and it's just, but, but, that's not the, the worst part of it is when the same person does it multiple times, <laughs> the stealing of the car. That's the only one that got my wife uh <laughs> upset. <laughs> well, maybe not the only one, but yeah, I can still remember. You let him steal it again. Not once, yeah. but again. So um um, I your own so, right home, she told me. Said, uh, oh, well, your own right home. In closing, and I know we could talk for hours on this. I'm going to talk about the two courses that you have up right now. And oh, and for this podcast, I'll talk about the other ones later. And you can go to Restoration Care Ministries yeah. and check them out and look them up. But tell us about the two courses that you have up right now, who they're for, and how they can yeah. help someone. If I mention the word, uh, the chapter in the Bible, Hebrews 11, anyone that has any kind of biblical literacy will immediately read recognize this is the faith chapter. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, we're told there in verse six. Then 16 men and women, human beings. Most of them, we know we know a lot of, lot of bad things about them. Now, Abel got by, you know what? But, but Noah and Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, on and on, they were human beings, but they had this one common thing. They became men and women of extraordinary dependence and trust upon God. And that's at the very core of life. Well, I was studying that. I was preaching a series of it. Uh, on it at North Love, and I thought, you know what, how, how did these people get this way? Hebrews chapter 12. And so I started studying it, and I found out that he quotes, he, he quotes, uh, Proverbs 3 11 and 12, you know, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, no faint when thou art corrected of him for whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receiveth. And that's quoted right there in Hebrews chapter number 12, and uh. So I began to study, I read it, I meditated on it, I ended up memorizing it, and then took it through exegetically, preached 28 sermons on it, wrote a book, adversity, university. So you want to become you want to become a great individual, person of faith in God, dependence and trust in, in him. Then you've got to learn how to properly respond to the adversities that he allows in your life, people, problems, pain, pressure. Mm. You know, probably Job was the first, maybe, maybe the first of inspired books written. And, and you read Job's story, and say, "Man, I'm not sure I want to be a Christian." Yeah. <laughs> Look at what they have to go. Are a good Christian, you know, dedicated to the Lord, and uh, people don't understand you. They they think you're, you know, and on and on it goes. So that's that's number one. Adversity, university, university, 12, 12 lessons. The other one springs out of that, right in the middle of Hebrews chapter number twelve. We're introduced to in the in the New Testament one of the, one of the introductory one of the statements about Esau in the New Testament. You know, it was Abraham, uh, Abraham and Sarah, and then Isaac and Rebecca, and then and then uh, <clears throat> Jacob and uh, Esau were born of uh, Isaac and Rebecca. And uh, God had an extraordinary plan. He said, Esau's not going to be the, he's the firstborn, but he's not going to have the privileges of the firstborn. I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Jacob. And whoa, he did not properly respond to God's plan for his life. Well, God, and as a result, what happened? The Bible says a root of bitterness sprang up and troubled him, defiled many. And I realized the people that I counseled, every time someone would come into our men's home, but man, when a, when a preacher or a missionary or a, would come into the men's home, I'd, I'd in those early years, I'd take them to a meal and try and just pick their brain in a manner of speaking. What in the world, you know, especially when their heart was tender, right. what happened? And you know what it was? They were upset with God every time every time he said oh god this this ministry stuff didn't work out like the way i thought and, <laughs> and you know temptation comes in and you know the lord to escape so it's just true for all of you, you know, just a part of part and parcel of lives but esau didn't respond properly so i began to study well how do you identify bitterness and and then how do you deal with bitterness and that's that's what that course is on amen and everybody that's knows beautiful. somebody that's bitter. <laughs> oh, oh, and if they're honest, they'll have to admit they have been there probably at some time oh, in their yeah. life. And yeah. it's amazing. So those are my I two courses I've got, I've got on there now. They can view them. Awesome. I go into the website... So here's the way it's set up. You can go there now, restorationcareministries.com. And um, if all the clicks work right, uh, there's an introductory video explaining the course, what it's about, who it's for, how it can help you. And then you can watch the first lesson for free. You can put in your name and email address and go check your email. And uh, it'll give you the opportunity to watch the first lesson for free to see if this is something that you want, that you need, that can help you. And if it is, then you can click uh, on that email and you can go purchase a course. most of them are very inexpensive uh, to be able to do. Some are a little more, but more intensive to be able to help uh, with the situation. Mm-hmm. But um, really, is important, and um, uh, <laughs> nobody's getting rich from this. But we felt like uh, labor is worthy of us hire for one, and number two, when somebody pays for something, they're gonna do it. Uh, you put things out for free; ah, it's free. It must not be worth something. And um, these courses are worth thousands for what it will do in your life. But the King's how many? But the King how many times have we seen? bitterness just destroy somebody because they did not receive that grace of God that God had for them. And their life is just destroyed. If they don't get victory on that, as you said, it will trouble them and defile many. They will ruin and destroy their life if they don't get that fixed. And then the adversity, university, I love that. To see that God allows adversity for a purpose, for a reason. It's training. It's school. It's college. It's university. It's not bad. It's nothing bad that it is. It, it's... Uh, if. uh Every course you sat through, you could sleep through it, pass the course, get an A, you didn't learn anything. Uh, The courses that you learned the most in were tough. You had to struggle. You had to work through that. And that's what God allows in our life. And uh, he'll put us through school. (laughs) It's that adversity university. And to know how to handle it and make it through that on the other side, you look and go, wow, what value I've gotten for your life. So Dr. Kingsbury, thank you for taking the time to do those and put those together. And on that ministry, you'll see uh, courses on restoration, courses on marriage and family, uh, courses on grief, courses on happiness, courses on life after abuse. If you or someone you know has been through abuse, life after that, how to put things together on that. We also have courses that are coming on same-sex attraction, people that uh, struggle with that. It's a big deal. The Bible talks about it, and we have help for that. Also, pornography. A lot of people struggle with that. We have a course coming on that. Many other courses, so keep coming back and checking in on it. Uh, the Kingsbury, what's next for you? Uh, Do you have a next course picked out that you're working on that you're going to put together? I know we did a lot of work to get uh, this together and launch, so uh, do you have the next course that you have planned? well, related to all of this biblical forgiveness mm. and uh, really out of Ephesians chapter number four, uh, chapter four. Beautiful. And uh, so that's, uh, that's an area of study. I've also been studying God's mercy You know, wherever God speaks of himself and highlights his own qualities. Uh, first and foremost, he, he mentions, I'm a merciful God mm. and we thank God for his mercy. And I just, uh, how to develop that, how God wants to develop that in our lives and Beautiful. how important it is. And uh, it's amazing how, we'll see, and then I'm, I'm developing some podcasts also. You you guys are going to have to help me with this, but I want to do some teaching online. And I've quite a few people that asked me about it. And so exactly. somewhere I'm going to do something along that line too, as God Absolutely. opens doors. That's great. And uh, through technology, what a great way to take these truths and to get them out to the world. Dr. Kingsbury, thank you so much for your heart, your life, your passion, ministry, for the transition that you've handled well um, from uh, leaving the pastorate and going into evangelism traveling, preaching, creating courses, helping people, going through cancer, your wife going through cancer, and keeping just a uh, a beautiful spirit of love and care, um, not uh, bitter, you know, the things yeah. that God allows for us to go through sometimes if we're not careful, boy we can say that's not fair, that's not right but hey, God allowed it it's gotta be a purpose in it, let me learn from it and keep a great spirit and, uh, and you have done that and personally getting to be around you and to work with you um, I have loved and enjoyed that so. Any uh, final words for uh, people uh, on this podcast? Any uh, advice or words for them? My life versus Philippians one six, being confident of this very thing mm-hmm. that he which hath begun a good work and you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. Never, never give up hope I'm in God, because He's going to perform His work, and one day we will be like Him, mm-hmm. and that <laughs> that's worth living for. Amen. Absolutely. Well, Kingsbury, thank, thank you. you. So go to restorationcareministries.com. If you have a question about something, or a course you'd like to see us do, you can email us yeah. at ministries at gmail.com. And uh, thank you for coming on this podcast. I wanted to introduce you to the uh, Fundamental Baptist Podcast uh, audience to let them know what uh, you're doing, what we're doing, and looking forward to helping a lot of people.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fundamental Baptist Podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at the Baptist Podcast at gmail.com.